Hello, Miracles. Welcome back to another episode of The Lady Pod. This week, the episode breakdown of Kuro Neko. Whoop, whoop. I am hyped for this. Oh, I know God. you are. Like, ugh. I, all right, so what I did, I took notes, guys, all right? I did, I did a good thing. And I went per character that had like a big impact in this episode at least from what i like what we could see so the main like three characters that i have notes on is adrian plague and ladybug so we're gonna go through each character that i have here in my notes and basically go off i i'm ready who else i'm also ready yeah i'm ready to go all right so when uh we like when you first start the episode it opens up to uh adrian basically watching tv and he's pissed he is not happy at the same time though his pissed face is hilarious like them baby cheeks oh my goodness he has such a pouty look to his face it's sadly adorable it's okay. I'm sorry. I can't. I'm laughing hysterically because I know you're angry, but you look so adorable. At this point, we get Ladybug's famous quote that we got in the trailer is, uh, he's a partner like any other. And then she continues on with the quote that we didn't get in the trailer, which was, and the most important thing is to choose the best heroes for each mission with or without Cat Noir. And at that point, it just shocks Adrian, and he decides to sign up for the uh, Depresso Espresso Club, and immediately just does not want to do anything. Uh, Plague tries to be moral support. <laughs> Desperately tries. Um, you know, then, to the best of his capabilities. Right. Then Adrian, of course, you know, he transforms and tries to go, like, help, and... Uh, He's being his joyful self, you know, even though he's, like, down and sad. Like, when he is near Ladybug, he's just being his happy, punny self, you know, making jokes and trying to be helpful in a way. But, um... Do you mind if I have a... I have a quick note here as well, actually. Yes, go for it. Uh, I actually loved how, when he showed up, he did not take out his anger on anybody, any of the Miraculous Holders like at all like even though he is upset like he wasn't like like most kids would be taking it out on this group of people and he didn't do that he was pretty mature about it honestly right it's a nice change from the usual like climax that would be or or conflict i mean that would be right and even when he like showed up all the others were like oh hey cat noir what's up and like they were they're all happy to see him and he's just like yeah hey how's it going but his, I, I believe it wasn't the others that were the issue. His kind of, his mission in a sense was to talk with Ladybug because of what she said. And how she's been kind of pushing him aside or how he feels like he's been pushed to the side. Which is true. <laughs> right. He's absolutely been pushed to the side. Very much. He even mentions how he can help because he knows some of the identities of the holders. Which is and... a valid point. Right. And of course, Ladybug says, well, you don't know their location. And then he responds, keeps uh, try, tries to keep pushing with like the whole I want to help. And it's uh, well, playing cat and mouse is my forte. Did you know? And of course, being his positive self, trying to, you know, have like a little like a joke to it. But then that's when LB snaps and she says, if you want to help, how about you stop wasting my time? And that's the quote that we get in the uh, trailer as well. Don't worry, I'll get to Ladybug. This is 
little Adrian's little spotlight right now. We'll get to Ladybug in a moment. Um, at this point, he's it, it just that was the blow. That was the final blow. He is upset. He's done. And this is when he decides to give up his miraculous. At the same time, you're on a rooftop, Adrian. How are you going to get off the roof? How'd you get home, Adrian? What excuse did you use, Adrian? How'd you get in the front door? Did you climb through your window? How'd you get over the wall? How'd you get home? I, I am entirely convinced that before he became Cat Noir, this was not his first time sneaking out of the house. I would say no. or well, I would agree with you. Yes, I would say no, it's not his like first time sneaking out of the house. So, <laughs> which at that point, do you think Gabriel would have like installed security cameras to see if his son was sneaking out of his room? <laughs> It's just well, Gabriel is an absent-minded father. Honestly, well, um, we we know he has security cameras because that's how we caught Adrian taking the book. Right, but he has them inside the house, and I'm sitting here going like, "Yeah, that's great," but more often than not, usually you have like one or two outside on the property as well, just in case somebody like breaks in on the property but doesn't get into the house. You can still catch the 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 culprit outside. Like they even have one for their doorbell. Why don't they have one all around the perimeter? I think he just genuinely believes that his son will never disobey him. It's not even the son thing. I'm just talking about, like, your average Nick of the Woods burglar. Do they not have those in Paris? I... I... That's a good point! <laughs> anyway, so... We're, we're next scene that we're going to get to with Adrian is is that he's like all depressed. He's throwing away pictures of Ladybug, deletes them off his phone, throw away throws away Plague's cheese and, and the, the Plague sock. sock. Oh, it what hit, it was the Plague heart. sock? I I believe Plague made it in the episode where he needed to leave, and he kind of used it as a way of like, yeah, I'm totally sneaking out, and he made the sock to kind of make it look like Plague was sleeping. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was Sandboy. That was the one where it was Nuru's like birthday or whatever it was or whatever they it's, it's oh yeah, yeah. But, like creation day or whatever it is, and Tiki and, and Plague it. sneak out. Also. We get pajama Adrian in this episode. I loved it. Pajamas. I was so glad to see him in a different outfit. I'm like, oh my god, he has clothes. I was like, you psychopath, you're going to sleep in jeans. What's wrong with you? He didn't want to go to school, speaking of which. He was so upset and depressed. He's like, no, I don't want to go to school and just lays in bed. Which, because I know it's coming up. Natalie, what the actual heck? I don't know what type of cyborg is going on here, but I think I think they're leg braces. Oh, they're it's it's a mechanical leg and back brace, and it's basically a robot. She's basically turning into a robot. Basically, yeah, I. But at the same, all for Hawk Moth, all for Hawk Moth, all for his malarkey and his and his bull. At the same time, she did seem concerned about Adrian when he was like, I don't want to go to school. And she, now, hold on, hold on, all right? Because you know she, I'm going to... She goes to Gabriel about it, and he goes, when's his next photo shoot? And, he, and she goes, three days. And he says, and I quote, he will be better by then. He's an aggressed. Bullshit! Two years, Gabriel. Two years. Bury your wife. <laughs> Shut the hell up, Gabriel. <laughs> Jeez. But 
I don't want to hear concern from Natalie at this point in time because at every option and turn, she screws Adrian over. Like, it hurts my heart. I know. It's like she has she has the potential of being really good, but I think because of her attachment to Gabriel, it's it's making her not good. Cut him off. Cut him off. Steal Adrian and run away. So... After after that spiel with with Natalie and Gabriel being an absolute twat, uh, we get off brand Mario. Oh my god! I and then uh, so with the the off brand Mario game for this episode, all he's doing is hitting the wall, and I feel like that's telling us, yeah, he's hit a wall. He's definitely hit a wall. We can tell. It was a visual image for what like what he's. Feeling. Oh, absolutely. Plague returns. Okay, and of course Adrian is still upset he's spaghetti. <laughs> he's listening to Plague, but like, I hadn't gone back and watched yet. Does the boy blink at all when he like, Plague is talking to him? Because I feel like he doesn't blink. He like, throws the miraculous at Adrian's face and he doesn't react at all. He's broken. Ugh, oh, the poor boy. He's just that sad and dazed. Ah, uh, this is... This is concerning. Like... Download the app, get a therapist. Gabriel will never let him. He doesn't need to know about it. Fuck He's you, my fine. son is perfectly He's fine. He's <laughs> He'll be fine in three days. He's, He's an arrest. Bury your wife, Gabriel. Two years. Ugh. So he, like, Plague at this point is uh, hyped him up again, and he tries to transform. It fails. And so they collectively, like, put their two brain cells together to try and make this 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 whole thing work. And Plague mentions, and I quote it, when your personality changes, your suit changes. Until now, whenever you'd transform into Cat Noir, it was something you'd do without thinking. It was natural. But if you focus, you can, can, you can become a completely different Cat Noir. So de- the suit, when you transform, definitely has it based off of what you want it to be. See, and that's, this is where it got really depressing uh, for me. Because you look, because he tries it, he thinks about it, he goes in, and then he's just kind of war again. Right, I'm just like, this poor boy yeah. lacks so much creativity. <laughs> it's not necessarily creativity, it's more of like, I don't want to be fake. Like, I don't want to have to pretend. You know, it's he, he just wants to be who he wants to be. It will, I mean, that's, that's one way to look at it, but, like, if think about it, he, try, he still tried, and he still failed completely. Like, nothing changed. Fair. And I see a sense of, like, maybe it, it did that because he didn't want that. But at the same time, what bothered me was, like, so Rena Rouge is able to change her skin, like, just like that, immediately. And it took- okay, but Alia's a special case. I know. Alia's just too good, and we're going to have a whole episode to her at some point, because yes. I need to gush. But it takes them an entire night to just draw up a design and then think of a, na- a new name. Where for someone like Ladybug or Alia, it just takes them two seconds, and it takes Andrew an entire night, and that's just sad. Listen, listen. He may be the son of a fashion designer. That doesn't mean he is one. <laughs> Adrian has no idea who he is. To be fair, I'm 25, and I'm still learning who I am. A hundred percent. But even and because I in preparation for this, because I wasn't sure which direction we we're going, I rewatched Wishmaker, and. Uh, 
Adrian doesn't know what he, like, he does not know what his childhood dream is. He doesn't know what he wants to do for a career. As a whole, Adrian does not know who he is outside of the life his father has created for him. So it's way harder for him. Like you guys said, he doesn't have that creativity. He's never had the option to. Outside of the world his father created for him, almost like he's a sending monster. Stop! <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to trigger that. Yeah, already certain did. things in this episode did not help that. Yeah, no. We already um, talked about it in another in a previous episode. We don't need to bring it up today. So as they're coming up with the, the, the costume, Plag also mentions not to make any puns. And that just broke my heart. He's like, don't make any puns under any circumstances. And it's like, no! Oh, our poor punny boy. He's being punished. Uh, he's being punished. <laughs> but then Plag responds with, you know how to be serious when you're with your father, father or Natalie? Do the same. From, like, basically day one to now, he's been able to be open and expressive and not have to be serious when he puts the suit on. Now, when he transforms, he's got to be serious. And I think that's the, the difficulty for him is, is that he just wants to have fun and not be serious. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. Because that, because, like, being out of that sheltered environment was, like, a be, becoming Cat Noir to him was a blessing in disguise. Because, like, yeah, you gotta hear, you gotta be here now and you have responsibilities. But in reality, he can now go out whenever he wants to and just like seize the day and i think that was like the best thing for him when he became a hero because like obviously marinette's always there to help people whether she's ladybug or not so she's still able to do that but he actually now just has the freedom to go and do whatever he wants and the fact that he still like tries to help save the world it still shows that he's morally good even though he's a goofball yeah, no, like he's definitely a hero. Like there's no doubt about that. So we're going to I'm going to go back to this that new suit though. Catwalker's new suit. I'm I'm upset as to why Catwalker is here, but let me tell you. That suit though. I remember why I watched the show. So all I could do so I I don't think cuz I don't remember seeing it when we saw the trailer, but the ponytail in the back all I could think about was Wesley from The Princess Bride. That is 100% the vibes that were given, and it's on yeah. purpose. It is on purpose. I mean, he's supposed to be prince-like, so that definitely... Precisely. Yeah. Oh my god, I need to draw this now. Isn't it great? Don't we love it? I know what I'm doing later this afternoon. You draw As you Wesley wish. Cat. <laughs> yes. That's all I could think about was just like he's dressed in all black. He has the ponytail, and like, very prince like. I mean, it's it's weird because Wesley's not a prince in that. No, but, but like, he has that demeanor. He does. All right. So but the um, only the the critical difference though is that Wesley was still a goofball. <laughs> like yeah, right. he was serious most of the time, but especially after he took the mask off, he uh, he was such a goofball. He would say the weirdest thing with the most serious tone. Yes. Yeah. But that's what we liked about him. Precisely. <laughs> so uh, when Catwalker first appears near Ladybug, uh, Ladybug actually makes a pun. She's like, she's like, nice to meow to you. 
And yeah, of course, Cat Walker really just shitty pun. Yeah, she, she just responds with likewise, and I'm like, oh, oof, oof. And uh, after that, he he also mentions saying that if you want, I can laugh next time. So he's literally like he has become the ultimate princely character. Yes. And Ladybug responds, like, you don't need to force yourself to laugh. <laughs> and she starts testing him, asking him, like, certain questions, not realizing that it's the same cat, but with a different collar. So he's answering all of the questions correctly. Like, you know, Plague had told him all of this stuff. Lies. He just knows this stuff. <laughs> um, and then he also hears the Senti monster attack or the Okuma attack. They don't know which one it is yet and reacts faster than LB does because she's not paying attention. Uh, she's in her focus mode, which we'll get back to uh, when we talk about Ladybug. LB thinks that Cat got akumatized, and Catwalker is trying to help her realize it's not, but in a very smart way. Like, he's asking all the right questions. Like, what if it's not Cat Noir? Or, like, uh, if it was Cat, don't you think he'd be talking to you? Like, all these things that he's trying to, like, get into her head is, like, get get off the subject. It's not who you think it is. You... And it's, in my mind, I'm like, huh, this is actually really smart. You know, instead of just being like, no, 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 it's not him. It definitely can't be him. And it's, it's, it's not, you know, he's asking, like, legitimate questions to try and make her think and to show that it, it can't be Cat Noir. He even goes into, like, observing the cat creature that's here and shows that there's like this giant piggy bank slot but still lb has chosen this to be her hill to die on that it's cat noir that's been akumatized and i do want to point out in this one that while he's making these points that ladybug keeps saying that the akuma has to be in his bell and if we recall in cat blanc the akuma was in his bell so is this just having her like the ptsd of it because if Cat was to be akumatized, wouldn't it have just been Cat Blanc? I mean, we know that she's had PTSD from Cat Blanc. Right, but it's, she's she's had the nightmare before. It's showing it even more now. It's like it's showing it more and more. Because if he did get akumatized as Cat Noir, how would you have this current holder next to you? Because he would have to be Cat Blanc for it to be in the bell. And then two. If he wasn't transformed, wouldn't that mean Hockey now knows his identity? I know. I was just thinking that, too. It was just like, wow, either Hawkmoth is just a really good guesser, or he somehow found out because uh, uh, Ted or his holder did something really stupid. Right. So, you know, that's... Like saying my lady in a phone call. <laughs> I, you know what? Wait, no, no, that's not his fault. What his fault? What, what happened there was just that Gabriel, for whatever reason, decided to check on his son in the middle of the night. Since when does he do that? Since fucking when? <laughs> Since when does he care enough about his son to go check up on him? Bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go see how he's doing. Maybe go tuck him in. Make sure he's got his PJs on. Isn't sleeping in his jeans and shoes again. <gasps> he's Catalar. <laughs> Where were we in the episode? Because I had a note, but I wanted to let you guys talk because you guys were going on. Oh. Uh, right now we are, I, I was basically at the point where this is the hill that LB wants to die on, where she thinks that it's Cat Noir being akumatized. And I have the quote here of like, wait, Ladybug, what if it's a senti monster? If I use my power, he may go berserk and get more dangerous. LB stops and she's happy that Plague has informed the new holder of everything. And that's where we are right now. 
it, this all the stuff that you brought up about how like uh the like if it was in the bell uh how it like it hawk moth would know who the identity was um i think that just proves that ladybug is just really not thinking in this episode and well, yeah. it could be because of stress it could be because of the new partner it could be all kinds of things but it well, really like, okay. gave adrian his moment to shine honestly and prove that he can take the like he can do all this honestly and do it very well by himself for the most part uh like and he honestly lets ladybug take the head and be the leader like he's capable of doing these things Right, no, it it definitely does show these things, and we will get to LB. I promise. This is just. Oh right no, now this was an through. absolutely an Adrian thing. I just really like he had his moment to shine here, like really. Yes, no, it definitely shows that he is useful and has like good points, and that he is very capable. And I loved that. I loved it with all my heart. It's just sad that it had to be Catwalker and not Cat Noir. That's that's the irritating. That she has no idea that Cat Noir is capable of these things. Right. Um So she like Ladybug keeps doing her thing, and I think Catwalker at this point just kind of like assuming he's done with her constantly saying, like, I know who Cat Noir is, don't worry. This is definitely him. He kind of just goes and does his own thing and distracts the senti monster slash decumatized victim victim and gets it to eat grass. <laughs> To try and cough up its uh, hairball, basically. Uh, he's trying to figure out it, and, and, uh, if it's a senti monster or an akumatized victim. And also to prove that it's not Cat Noir to Ladybug. Um, and this is where he's trying to be very polite to Ladybug. He's like, yeah, you're in charge here, RB. But we can't take like act impulsively, right? You, you said that. Finally, Ladybug gets off her high horse and realizes that it's not Cat Noir. Um, and then we get this conversation between the two of them, how Catwalker is now reassuring Ladybug, saying maybe the old Cat Noir was more sensitive than it looked like. And I'm sitting here going, mm, I don't think it's not the sensitive part. I think just not communicative. Like, he's not communicating very well. And he needed to communicate with his lady in all seriousness, like, you know, going up to her and saying, lady, I've been feeling left out, pushed aside. Perhaps we can find some tasks for me to do, too. I'd really appreciate it. Just simple as that. But, of course, you know, being teenagers, it's a really difficult thing to do. <laughs> so I disagree because part of the reason why she thought that he was well, the whole reason she thought Cat Noir had been akumatized was because of what was going on. She states, I'm sorry, I didn't like realize how much this was affecting you. So she does know it's affecting him and she does know it's upsetting him. She just feels that she's kind of way too busy to be dealing with his emotional baggage, it seems. But she does have a responsibility in this because it is their partnership he's concerned about. It's not like he's still chasing after her and he's like, you're dating somebody else. He's literally being like, what is going on? I don't feel like I'm included in this team anymore. Well, that's like, where what the communication comes in. That's what I'm saying is the communication part of it. So, like, Catwalker literally says... Maybe the old cat noir was more sensitive than it looked like. And what I'm saying is, is not necessarily the sensitive part about it. Like, it hurt, but he was pretty resilient to it this entire season. And then it takes, basically, like, this episode, what happened in this episode for him to get to his, like, breaking point. 
And I think also, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that's his way of trying to tell her, you need to be more open with Cat Noir. He can take the things you're trying to tell him. Like if it is uh, like, I, you can't be included this in this one, which is something that happens later where she's like, are you okay for not being able to be included? And he's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Like it, she's aware of like what it is that he's going through. She's aware of all of this stuff. And they never really get a chance to talk about it because they're always in their uniforms. They get timed out. They have to leave. Like, so when we get that, I know we're not there yet. So when we get that end scene, like, it kind of clears all that up. All right. So basically what you're saying is the communication thing didn't need to happen. No, it does need to happen. They never really get a chance. It's not like I'm not trying to particularly blame either party for this. They quite literally never get a chance to communicate like on the field when they're battling about anything other than like what's going on in the moment. Right. Well, like that that's where the whole like also poor writing comes in. But I if there was even a moment where, because they've met outside of battles. We've seen in episodes where they have bumped into each other outside of the, like outside of a battle. And we know that they technically go on patrols. That's like a thing that like is said in the fandom in the sense of like going on patrol throughout Paris and stuff like that. But what if we actually get like one of those moments in like a snippet of an episode where they're like, you know, Kat's like, hey, later on patrol, I need to talk to you in all seriousness. Then there we go. Yeah. That then then we have that like that moment of communicate. That's what I'm talking about. Is that communication thing? Is is not necessarily right after a battle you need to talk. No, I'm talking about like just say, hey, we need to talk. Can we meet up at X Y Z? You you are saying that because I'm just trying to like cover all. You are I think from what I'm getting, you are saying that because it is Cat Noir who necessarily like has the problem and is having the struggle, he needs to initiate the discussion in the first place to even have like this partnership discussion. Right. But as far as Lady Vogue would know in this situation, nothing's wrong. So how can she initiate something that she doesn't even know at that point is a problem? Right. And not only that, but uh, like, we'll get back to it, but I'm going to point it right, right here. She's stressed. She has so much on her plate right now. So I doubt, that she's like going to try and focus on like everybody's emotions that are going on in that like throughout the entire time and as far as she's aware when she sees cat noir you know he's his bubbly energetic self and doesn't know anything is going wrong in a sense by leaving him out of it which which we'll get back to because she mentions that basically to plague later on is, is that she didn't she wasn't aware that he was feeling left out so she wasn't aware of the whole situation. So for Kat, he needed to kind of say, hey, I'm putting this in kind of like, you, you know, like put a pin in this on your to-do list if you can. But can we have a moment to talk? Can we like just on on patrol, go get like a hot chocolate and sit down and just communicate for a minute, please? That That's all it would take. And it would probably either A, she would do it or B, something would happen. She'd get stressed and overwhelmed and everything would fall apart and blah 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 who knows but like having that moment of we need to talk is all that it was needed and now adrian is not 100 percent the victim here i'm i'm going through my list i will get through all my notes <laughs> i promise there's like three pages worth of notes here um but he did say but what he feels for you shouldn't force you to give him more attention 
So it's basically when I read that quote, I'm sitting here going throughout this entire season, we haven't been seeing any attention really towards Cat Noir. It's mainly been towards all the other ones, but it never, I don't even think it fell into the whole like love situation because even though he was a little pushy about it in one episode where it was like the, uh, the, couple of like the the year or something like that episode whatever it was um it was more or less like a friendship thing and at this point the entire season in my mind their friendship itself has been at not even arms arm's length because their interactions have been kind of either a, a lot of anger from lb or a, a lot of sadness and frustration from cat noir and I, it, I, I wasn't even thinking this entire season on the romantic half of it. I'm just sitting here going like, why can't you? Why are you doing this to your friend? Why, why is, why is this friendship that you guys have currently going downhill? So this reminds me. I forgot her name again. Uh, but it was um, Master Fu and his lady friend. I think it's Marianne. Marianne. Okay. Marianne. But it goes way back to the backwarder episode in season three, where um, where Fu was like, or uh, Marianne was like, no, let's let's fight off the the you know the uh, the military that's chasing us right now. We'll take the miraculous and we'll go do that. And he's like, no, it's too dangerous for us to be together. So he basically sends her away until um. Until he's able to be with her again, because it was safer that way for them. And it's almost like that sort of relationship is being tested of, like, could this, like, potential fallout have happened if Marianne stayed with Fu all that time? It kind of, it feels like it's kind of mirroring, mirroring their relationship. But in a sense of what would happen if they stayed together, rather than, um... Marianne leaving and coming back. Okay, so what you're saying is is it's kind of like history repeating itself, but in a different sense. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. I can see that. Because of Master Fu being the Guardian, again, he had a lot on his plate, because at that time he was being chased down by the military or something. And so he had to do, he, had, he felt like he had to make the choice he had to make in order to keep uh, himself safe and her safe. But instead of becoming heroes, it was, we're gonna hide. And then, but Ladybug can't do that. She has to be out in the open because of uh, Shadow Moth's doings. So it's like an alternate idea of what would have happened. Alright. No, I get, I get that. I can agree. Um, so continuing on, I'll stay on topic as much as we can. Um... At this point, uh, this is where we get uh, Catwalker saying, "You can take uh, you take care of everyone equally, and now it's my turn to take care of you." And then at that moment, Ladybug blushes and takes hold of his hand. And at this point, I'm sitting here going, "Why is it that you are falling for nearly every single boy in the show, but Cat Noir?" What? See, so I think this now confirms. That it's not necessarily Adrian that Marina has a crush on. It's that type of person that she has a crush on. That perfect, like, 
Because she'd said, like, Catwalker's perfect. It's that, like, perfect sort of personality type deal that she likes. And, like, yeah, Luca, Luca broke that a little bit. But also, in a way, he's, he's also perfect. But he's perfect in a different way. I mean, you could go off about, like, how every character in the show is perfect. But, like, obviously they're not all perfect. So, the main thing that I think Marinette is looking for is she's looking for a prince. She wants to be, like, that fairy tale princess... Like having the like the prince come in and sweep her off her feet. No, no, she's the knight and Adrian's the princess. <laughs> That's what her friends are telling her, though. That's what her friends are telling her, not what she said. Well, it it, it goes back to like people liking certain types of other people. Like you be that person that's like, oh, I'm into bad boys or somebody that's like, I like sensitive people and stuff like that. Like that's I... kind of what we're seeing. I think that in Marinette's defense, that for the first time, other than her parents, uh, someone told her that they're going to help her and help take care of her and basically take care of, like, her life's work. Because she's going to be Ladybug for a long time until she hands it over or gets it taken from her. And it's a serious thing. And I don't think she sees Cat Noir taking it as seriously as she does. And I get that, but I think for her, like, because I agree that she definitely is very much into the princely type, but I think instead of it being, like, in that moment she was, like, blushing because she was like, oh, I'm falling for this person, I think it was for the first time someone was like, I'm gonna help you and take care of you. Like, you take care of everybody else, let me help you. Help me help you. That's fair, but then I kind of get. But then, with the when the Lucky Charm shows up, and then it turns into, oh crap, I have a crush on Catwalker. No, 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 not, not that's not that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. When she summoned her Lucky Charm, wanted to include him in the um plan. That's what she was trying to do. Is like it wasn't. She was like wholeheartedly distracted. She was like, I need to include him. I need to. How am I going to do this? Later on, she's like, I couldn't include you into the plan. Do you feel left out? And he's like, No, it's fine. Don't worry about it. It wasn't to the fact of like the whole crushing thing, which yes, she did kind of get, but it wasn't stopping her from trying to do like make a plan. She just wanted to try to add him to the plan, which is why he was blinking in and out of the the dot effect. The ladybug senses. See, but that, that's the part that messes with me, because she would see, because she would see the dots, the, the ladybug dots on Catwalker, but at the same time, he wasn't needed. That, she that, that's what's weird. We've seen the ladybug senses, that's what I'm gonna call it, I think. Uh, we've seen them do stuff like that before with not only Marionette, but Alia when she's been the holder. It seems like it's like your brain focusing. It's kind of like being a mystery solver. You're solving the riddle. And she was hyper-focusing, like Chibi said, to include Catwalker in this plan. And that kind of distracted her from the main deal. I definitely do think there was a level of her getting a crush on him, but I do agree with Chibi on the sense that she was really trying to include him. That's fair. That's something I didn't think about. Because I don't, I think, I want to say Oblivio was the first time we see 
um, any sense of that sensory working when it's not Ladybug trying to use her lucky charm. Right, because in that moment, she wasn't thinking, oh, Ladybug and Marinette are two separate entities. They were the same person because she couldn't remember anything. And then after that, Alia using it in Senti Bubbler, I think it was? Alia's a special case, and we'll get to her, don't worry. I know. But, I don't know, yeah, you're right. It was just something I didn't think about, because it's just like, oh, it's not part of her power now. It's, It's just her... It's kind of the idea of, like, visually showing where her plan is going to the audience, I guess. Precisely. It's like they, uh, uh, when, like when, because it is a kid's show. So it's like when Dora, like, asks, like, it goes into the backpack and she's like, what do we need? Like, it's the kind of like that. It, okay, you would, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have played video games. And you know how, like, in a lot of video games, you have, like, an alternative sense to be able to identify where things are. So, like, in the Spider-Man ones, you have, like, Spidey senses. In, like, Assassin's Creed, you have your assassin senses. And when you go into them, things highlight for you to go go towards. It's kind of like that. But not as in a video game sense, but in, like, a real-life sense, it's like, aha, that piece over there, you know? Which is why when she tried including Catwalker, it was just straight up blinking him and only him because she was hyper-focusing on, okay, Catwalker's got to fit into this plan. Nothing else works if Catwalker fits into that plan, so it's just highlighting Catwalker because she's hyper-fixating, basically. Yeah, so I don't get me wrong, it was confusing when I first watched it. I'm like, why is, why is it blinking in and out? What is going on? And then later on, when she had mentioned that she wanted to try to include him, I'm like, oh, that's why. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so at, at this point, we get, like, Ladybug does, since we have mentioned that, you know, um, he wasn't part of the plan, she does uh, figure out the plan and fixes everything. And Catwalker goes and finds the child's missing kitten. Which, apparently, you know, playing the game Cat and Mouse really is his forte, because he mentioned that earlier, being able to find the other Miraculous holders to be able to grab their Miraculous. By the way, uh, Finding the Kitten, uh, best part of the episode, 10 out of 10. Honestly. So, the the part that gets me here, though, is, okay, now I want to get your thoughts. Catwalker, basically, at this point, is, like, renouncing the Miraculous? Was this, like, was he doing it because... You know, this was a like a one night stand sort of. I mean, a one night trial sort of thing. Or was this more like a, he could tell that Ladybug was uh, wanting Cat Noir back? Like he was just like, yeah, no, uh, Plague will return the miraculous to you, and then he'll return it to his other holder. And it's like, was this just a a trial session? I think it was pretty clear that she wanted Cat Noir back. I think it was a mix of both of them, honestly. I think, like, without even speaking, they were able to come to a mutual understanding of Ladybug wants Cat Noir back and Catwalker isn't really going to work out because there's always going to be, an ep- like, a, a level missing of this partnership. Okay. Now we get to the biggest conversation in the past seven fucking years. We already talked about this in our last episode, but now it's said in universe. All right. So Adrian asks Plague, does that mean Cat Noir is my true self deep down? Plague responds, you're not Cat Noir. You're also not Adrian. You are both of them. You are the perfect and successful son of, in everything you do, but you are also Cat Noir who wants to live your life and have fun. One does not exist without another. I'm glad you have both sides back. And then hugs. Yes, finally, said in the universe, you are both of them and neither of them. But like, ah, oh, Plague, coming in for the win. 
he carried this episode. Uh, he really did. He was wingmanning it up. Oh, honestly. All right, now we're getting to the end scene that you wanted to talk about as well, as where when Cat Noir comes back and he responds with, I was a really temperamental cat, milady. I didn't know the mess that would be caused by me returning the miraculous to. And though, yes, it did cause quite a problem in the sense of like having to find a new holder and not knowing the holder's identity, he could still have helped in the beginning. He could have still had done something. And I understand that when we get into Ladybug's half of it, she was definitely stressed and overwhelmed. But all she had to do was say, okay, meet me back here with some Miraculouses. And then that's all she had to do. And it was just jump, jump off and go. So I think we established this already, but I feel like half of the conflicts of the show could easily have been avoided because of people just not talking. Yeah, basically. Communication is very terrible in the show, which is like one of the biggest things you need to have in life. What are we teaching children? All right. What's the biggest, what's the key to a healthy relationship? Communication. I, I definitely believe that Adrian did kind of, when he was giving up the miraculous, even though he was really done, it was one of those things where you should have tried talking with Ladybug first, like pulling her aside on a separate occasion, not after a battle, just like on patrol or even before or after patrol, whatever the case is, just in all seriousness, talking with her, finding a time to do that. That was, that would have been like step one if you were this irritated and he didn't do that. And that, that was a little frustrating. Secondly, observing the emotions that are going through a person. Because clearly, when he appeared to Ladybug as Cat Noir and was like, hey, can I help you? Clearly, she was, in the moment, it like, focusing on something. And she seemed like she was in a hurry and was stressed and was just not focusing on him. But yet, he tried to push to get the attention onto him. Even though, yes, he does, he did need, like, a little bit of like you know attention because he's been kind of neglected this entire season at the same time that wasn't the right moment so he had to like read the room better read the room so this kind of it kind of parallels with um the ice episode in season two when um when marinette was working with foo to upgrade their powers and um and also, like, the whole, like, going to get him to get one of the Miraculous and stuff, and Cat not being put into the loop. And it's just like, God, I hate secrets. Eh. And, um, it got to a point where, um, he was just, he had to learn, like, okay, I just have to learn to trust her, and eventually I'll be let in. And he did get eventually let in on the information by the end of the episode. So there's that sense of, like, oh, I should just trust her. But in this case, it had to be challenged again because it wasn't... It it wasn't that he wasn't being trusted. It's that his, his abilities weren't being trusted for some reason, even though he's been plenty capable. It's weird. I'd... I'd say yes and no to that. Because I don't think it's his abilities that are not being trusted. I think it's just that, uh, basically, oh, okay, 
the one thing that I have written here is communicate your thoughts and feelings so she doesn't have to play a guessing game when she's already overwhelmed as it is. Don't add more weight to her shoulders. Help her take some off. And I think that was the main thing that was, like, with this episode, with, with him giving up the miraculous, it just added more weight to her shoulders than him helping relieve some of the weight off of her shoulders. Which is, going back to what Coco, you had mentioned, where Catwalker had said, I will help take care of you. At this point, he is now saying, let me help take some weight off your shoulders. We've seen Marionette freaked out. We've seen her a little bit stressed. We've seen, like, she's got an entire map, like, like Chibi said, she's mapped out Adrian's next three fucking years at school. We've seen her in all kinds of situations. I have never seen her this stressed, depressed, and anxious th this entire show. She was out of it. The not having a cat noir and not having a holder of the miraculous really messed her up and was really stressful. And I think that a good point of this episode was them trying to like set up either Cat Noir helping her out more or her kind of exploding and losing it because she's doing too much. Like she's like, what, 14, 15 by this point? Like she's doing a lot. And I think the stress really got to her. And I think that in in like an overwhelming sense for the first time like she did not know what to do as ladybug like there was no option there was no answer overwhelmed overworked and underpaid we know that feeling and i think that another good point of this episode uh which i i don't know if you guys picked up on but it was to show that, and they said it at the end, that cat noir is not always needed, and sometimes there's a situation where different miraculouses are going to work better, and different holders are going to work better. It's not that she's doubting him, but that's what he feels, is that he's being doubted, which they're not communicating, like we've said, so they don't know that about each other, but... Sometimes Cat Noir isn't needed. That doesn't mean that she'll never need him. Like she said, it just means in that moment, he might not be the one that she needs. And he right. needs to just get over it and get used to it. And he was like, yeah, I do. Like, I just kind of got to get over it. Right. We've all had that, like, you know, I got to clean that house moment. And if someone pulls you away from that, you get like kind of irritated or just like uh, even more stressed because you're not done with the thing that you're doing. And so I think that's what happened in the beginning of this episode when uh, Kitty came in and he broke that focus mode. One hundred percent. So in that in that moment, it caused the irritability, and she just snapped because she's just it was just so much on her on her at the moment that she just like it. Excuse me. It wasn't personal. It was just like, but it, but it, but it was like, it wasn't like, she was just kind of like, t she was taking out the anger that she had on him. And he, I don't think Adrian understands communication, which is why he struggles with it so much. Which is why I'm saying he needs to do it better. He needs to do it better. Uh, like every time we've seen him attempt to communicate with anyone, he gets shut down, which is kind of what happened here. So it kind of reminds me of like my little sister, who's actually the same age. Uh, when something like this happens with her, she completely shuts down and end of discussion. We can't talk to it. She does the same thing. We've hit a wall. 
Like there's there's nothing to be done. Inconsolable. So it like it was kind of like that reaction. And then Ladybug had to deal with it. Like it like the miscommunication was high. Very, very high. So basically we we now know that she's just in in her focus mode and was broken out of it. So she snaps at Kitty and when she says, like, if you want to help me, uh, uh, how about stop wasting my time? This hurts Kanoir, but I think she, at that point, didn't really care at the moment because she was just, I gotta go. Like, he, like leave me alone. I gotta go. Doing this thing. Because literally after she, like, says this and starts to fly away, going back into her tunnel vision, even though she heard Kat say, you can take my Miraculous 2 when you're done... It didn't register with her what he meant till she had to process it by leaving the situation for a second. Because she responded with, perfect, so see you later. So it's kind of like that response of, like, do this or you're going to have this happen. And she's like, like, yeah, sure, whatever, okay. And then you're continuing on with, like, what you're doing because you're not 100% registering or taking in what the person is saying. Um, so after that, like moment and she's running on the rooftop to go to kim who's detransforming um she's like wait a sec what does he mean take his miraculous and that's when the shock hits her and she goes back and she's actually scared like she's sad and upset about it because the trailer made her out to be like this basically a bitch but at this point i mean to be fair but he's like yeah you take my miraculous okay well, that's where the tunnel vision things come in. Have you ever, like, been in, like, an argument with somebody or, like, your parent is saying something and you're busy doing something and you're like, yeah, sure, whatever. I've had moments where I'm in a live match and my parent will walk in and be like, hey, you need to help me with this because we said we were going to do this at, like, this time frame. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm in a live match. I can't talk right now. I'm not listening to what they're saying. So then they'll be like, see, that's fair, but that doesn't excuse you from being a bitch <laughs> no i'm i'm a i'm a, a bitch by profession and i'll be in the middle of something and my partner will come up to me and be like hey yada 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 and i'll be like yeah yeah that sounds great what what the hell did you just say to me what and like literally just like that that kind of reaction he'll be like oh i just was wondering if you wanted like burger king and i was like oh okay like it it like i'm not like i'm in the middle of something so I'm not registering anything at all. Like it maybe maybe Marionette's got ADHD. <laughs> I that's like, what I was saying. I think they, she has ADHD. Like maybe her brain just was like like even like I've seen I've seen my parents do it and I don't know what they have wrong with them, but they're in the middle of something and then like someone says something under their breath, someone says it same volume you like yells at them and they're like, Yeah, okay, whatever, I'll talk to you in like twenty minutes. Like, Marionette's in the middle of something. She's got, like, 20 people she's got to go, like, grab Miraculouses from. And Cat Noir's having his own thing right now, and she probably doesn't, like, she's not even registering it. I think she actually felt him take off the Miraculous, though. Yeah, it's that's what it looked like, too. Because they, uh, now that I remember, Miraculouses, they can sense other Miraculouses, and when they, like, put the, like, them on and take them off... Uh, they can sense when that's happening. So I think because she's, like, got Tiki on, technically, she can feel it. Especially yeah, cause that was, Yeah, because that was in the Origins episode when Waze was able to tell Fu that uh, Nuru was activated. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I that that's what it looked like too, and I'm like, oh, she sensed it, and that's why she like turned around so quickly, and I'm like, oh my god. Feels. And then Kim is hanging from the chimney, and his uh, shadow is still the monkey. <laughs> Wait, what? When Kim's hanging from the chimney, his shadow is still his miraculous form. I need to. I need to see that. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Going Sorry, back. I'll keep. We're gonna keep talking, but obviously, but like, I need to pull this up again. All right, so she is sad when she finds the ring. But later on, when we see her in her room, she says, I didn't do anything wrong. And at that point, I'm getting a little pissed. Like, no, 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 you did. And this is where Plaid comes in, fucking... Go off, buddy. Carrying this episode. We'll get to Plague too, don't worry. Uh, his, his is a little shorter of a snippet, but, like, we'll get to Plague. Give him some extra cheese for right now. But what I... The, the thing that gets me here is is that when she says I didn't do anything wrong, that irritated me because she did do something wrong. And I'd rather her admit it, her mistakes, and then do better instead of just being like, no, 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 I, I, I can't do anything wrong. What are you talking about? I'm a great guardian. I've done everything right. No, no. Hmm. Just a little irritation there. But as Plague is talking with her, she kind of realizes like, oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. Fuck kind of been an ass she did respond with she she actually thought that cat would be happy about getting a break but plague told her you know being basically cat's voice at this point is like no he wants to be near you he loves you why would he want to be separated from you you know and uh lb responds with i'm really sorry if cat is hurt but i've done my best as a guardian and i'm like have you though Giving, like, Luca, Kagami, Nino, all the others whose identities have been revealed to Haki, they're miraculous still. Meanwhile, Chloe, who before her downfall refused to be akumatized and who idolized you, could not keep being a hero? Like, I, I don't know. It seems a little uh, one-sided, if you ask me. I think uh, uh, Anna said it earlier about the relationship kind of reflecting uh, uh, Master Fu and Marianne. Uh, I've kind of been thinking about that more. And I think Marionette is in the uh, like the danger zone, really, of pulling the same stunts Master Fu did, which is why he ended up alone and old. Like he's like what a hundred and forty-two years old, older, like older. So like he's he's been alive for a long time, and he's missed out on most of his life. And that's kind of what it's starting to see, like Marionette's going through. Like, she's kind of got, like, that tunnel vision where everything is guardian stuff and nothing else matters. That I'm doing everything perfect. I keep hitting my mic. I'm doing everything perfect because, uh, like, I, I'm doing it and I know what I'm doing. Therefore, it must be perfect. Like, I, no one's been akumatized from the Miraculous Holders. Therefore, I must be doing everything right. But, like, that's not that easy. There's more to it. Right, and I don't think it helps to the fact that, technically speaking, the person who trained her wasn't actually an official guardian, mind you. No, I don't think it helps at all. So, it like, she did do good, and the Celestial Guardian was like, yeah, you're doing good, but she's a teenager. For and this some... is a lot of pressure on a teenager to have to deal with, because if she fucks up once, it could mean the end of the fucking world. They'll go into the Matrix. That's For not... A... Go ahead, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, 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 you go, you go. For a teenager who wasn't trained by a proper guardian who was trained properly in the first place, she's doing a pretty, like, good job. 
Like, we can give her credit for that. Everything else, she needs a couch. You gotta figure some stuff out, all right? Agreed. Off topic, but uh, I looked at that clip again you mentioned of, of Tim's shadow. Uh, yeah, no, it did change back. It was fine. It did. I saw. I I saw. I'll have to look back at it. But I saw. If you were looking at, if you were looking at his ankles, that those were the cuffs of his jeans. No, like it's it's his whole body. Like the body, the shadow itself is elongated. He's still got like the the reflection of the not the reflection, but the shadow like outline of like the I don't know what he wears on his head that gives him like a little bit of thing. But like it's got that on it. It was it was weird, but it was really funny. All. I mean, maybe it was just the head that I that, swear uh, that I'll send change, I'll send a picture into the game. Everything else, everything else definitely changed. Like the bow staff disappeared. Like yeah, I mean, the, like, the bow staff is gone, and I think the tail is gone too. But everything yeah. else, he was like mid transition. All right, um, I probably have to look at his head again, but it looked fine to me. All right, back to the topic at hand. So, Ladybug at at this point, she also says the problem is is that Cat is in love with me. So she's seeing his love as a problem, which to her it is because, you know, she's said I'm not interested multiple times and he keeps kind of doing the whole like, you know, I'm still into you sort of thing, Um, which can be annoying. Uh, Hasn't he climbed off this season? Yeah, he's done pretty good about it. But I think it's just like the initial for her, I think it's still there in a sense. I don't know she why. thinks he's reacting this way because she's uh, he's in love with her. Yeah, that that button, my voice. I gotcha, 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 gotcha. Thank you. So at this point, instead of just being like, I need a new holder because, you know, Kat did this. It, it was more of like she doesn't want to keep hurting him because she's going to just keep breaking his heart. And out of fear of doing that, she then finds a new holder, quote unquote. So at this point, it's not finding a new holder out of malice. It's more out of protection because she just doesn't want to keep hurting him, which at this point, I I feel like would hurt him more. But we'll get to that. So at this point, I think this is where we get a little bit lost. She had good intentions, uh, went about it, but went about it in the wrong way. Like she never meant to hurt Cat Noir, but that she could also be her didn't... own character summed up. Yeah, like she never meant to hurt Cat Noir. But she also didn't try not to. Marinette does her quirky behavior uh, of coming up with, like, a ridiculous plan to try and get a a new holder. And, of course, she's sleep-deprived and bedhead Marinette this episode as well. Honestly, though, kind of cute. It was very adorable. This is when, you know, Plague does his thing and he comes up with this a plan that actually makes sense and not like some ridiculous plan that we've so far seen in this entire show when it comes to plans. So they are capable. They are! Plague is capable. Let's not say everybody on this table right now. Plague is on his own little pedestal eating a block of cheese. So you gotta, you really gotta do give Plague some credit here, though, for coming up with this plan, and it ended up working in the end. Right! When, is, when was the last time that happened? I have no idea, because the sock thing obviously didn't work. Right? And then... Plague does his thing, takes the miraculous goes, and she basically just has to trust Plague at this point. And somewhat Tiki, because poor Tiki, she's like, I can't lie to Marionette. And Plague's like, don't worry, just smile and nod. Smile and wave, boys. Smile and wave. I can't believe she went with it. I know, right? But she did good. She did do good. Like, she didn't say a single word, and Marionette went along with it. So 
Tiki also did good. Uh, so does that mean for that the time being, or just like for overall this episode, Tiki had to basically like keep her mouth shut? Do you think that's going to be a problem later? Maybe. We don't know. But as far as I'm aware, Tiki knows the plan as well because Plague had to mention it to her. That's also true. So maybe she just needed to keep her mouth shut until Cat Noir got it back. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't think there's really going to be much coming from that after after the fact. I don't think, I don't know what conflict they could make other than her finding out Adrian is Cat Noir. Because that could be the only fallout, really. Right. At the, uh, the next line that Ladybug says is, I'll be strict with him from now on. And she was talking about the new holder that was coming here. And I'm just, uh, like, uh, throughout the, like, once I rewatched the episode, I'm sitting there kind of laughing at this one line. I'm like, you tried. <laughs> you did try. I'll give you that much. But... Yeah, she really put on that facade and then melted like butter. Yep. <laughs> so, yep, she ma- she does the pun thing. Because uh, at that point, you know, she's used to the whole, like, cat puns. Because, of course, that's what Cat Noir did. So why wouldn't Catwalker do it? But he didn't have a reaction. So get fucked. Catwalker, being his, like, princey self, uh, LB seems to have, like, conflictions about it. She gets tunnel visioned uh, again and starts playing, like, the 20-question game for uh, Catwalker. Uh, so... As we know, PTSD with the cat block thing because she thinks it's Cat Noir and the Akuma is in the bell. Um, she then, of course, is now on the hill of, of course, it's Cat Noir. Uh, he must have been Akumatized because he was regretting renouncing his Miraculous and continues talking with Catwalker. She's like, leave this with me. I know him very well and keeps saying that to Catwalker. Like, she knows Cat Noir so well. Like, I don't know if she's saying it to Catwalker in the sense of, like, feel bad about it because me and Cat Noir have a bond or if it's more of, like, uh, you're not him, but this is what me and him have. I, it just was weird for her to keep saying that she knows Cat Noir so well, like, repeatedly to the new holder. I think she obviously doesn't. I think it was, oh my god, I think it was the writers trying to, like, get, Marinette thinks she knows Cat Noir. Like, she genuinely thinks she does. Right, but she doesn't, clearly. But she doesn't, but we know that because we have all the information, or at least most of it. She doesn't have, like, any of the information. Right. So this Cat Noir that she's met when he's out of costume, that's what he's like out of costume. Like, so if she was going to meet Cat Noir in public, it'd be a dude acting like Cat Noir out in public, out of costume. So, like, that's what she believes he is because she has no grasp on him really at all. Right. Especially, you know, with the line of, like, I didn't realize how sad you were with all this. If you knew him this well... You would have known he would have gotten sad with this. So, like, you're you're contradicting your words here. If you're as good as a friend as you say you are to him as well, then you also would have responded to him and and talked to him about any of this stuff in the first place, and we wouldn't be here. Precisely. <laughs> and the word replaced is not to be used lightly in this show. I'm going to tell you right now, writers, if you use the word replaced and throwing it around lightly, I will come for you because you did it. It's like, um... She says he must he must be really upset because I replaced him with someone else. Literally said replaced him with someone else, which at that like the entirety of the fandom had called her out on her bullshit this entire time when we saw the trailer. But of course, the trailer did make her out to be an asshat. 
which she did do an ass move, but we 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 have kind of like established the reason behind it in a sense. Not that it's an excuse, not that like this is an excuse for her behavior, but it is a reason as to why this happened. The only time it becomes an excuse is when you don't plan on fixing it. Which, I mean, she didn't seem to have any intent on fixing it at first because of her uh, idea of, like, I need to have a cat in a war that's not in love with me. But right. obviously, Flag, the hero of this story, <laughs> actually went out of his way to try to fix the problem. Convoluted, but again, it worked. Right, yeah. Though... When she finally gets to, like, her freaking head out of her ass, and she finally is like, yeah, no, this isn't, like, cat noir. She says, I mistook my ex-partner with a gigantic piggy bank. And I'm just, like, so hurt by, like, how she says ex-partner. Like, he's, like, he could still technically, you know, just ask him, like, Catwalker to give the miraculous bangs. You don't have to, like, completely shut him out of your life. All right. <laughs> well, at that, at that point, now her realizing that she didn't know him, it kind of get that mentality of like, will he ever be Cat Noir again? Where'd he go? What is he doing? Come back. And because of that realization of, oh crap, I don't actually know him. She really would have no idea if he would come back because she doesn't know what state he would be in at that point. Right. Well, the rest of the quote is, is I didn't know that he was hurt and I didn't intervene when he gave up. I'm the worst of the guardians, which is counteracting what she said before of I didn't do anything wrong. I've done really good as a guardian. This is counteracting what she said in the beginning to Plague. So I think she's now coming to like realization of that, like you said, where she's like, oh, Krasnots. I don't. I don't know this person as well as I thought I did. And to give her credit, she came to this conclusion on her own. Like, it took her battling something that she thought was her partner to make her realize all this. Yes, but, like, she didn't need, like, it wasn't Tika in her ear. It wasn't Plague really in her ear other than what he said earlier. It wasn't even really, like, Catwalker. Like, he said some things here and there in not really defense of Catwalker, but in defense of, like, him as a person, really. And she like she really like, came to the conclusion on her own like it was like a like self-reflection that's the word i'm looking for she really yeah. did some self-reflection there it's like what i got from it is is that she this tells me that she regretted how she acted not paying attention to how cat was feeling that she feels guilty about it basically and now that she's realized this she it's more of like wanting to fix the situation now and the way she wants to fix it is with Catwalker now, because then Catwalker does this thing that, you know, makes makes her blush and whatnot, and we'll we'll get there. So we do like at this point, she's trying to fit Catwalker into the plan because again, there's that guilty feeling from earlier where she finally realizes that you know she she did mess up, and so I her way of trying to fix it was to put this new holder into the plan so she doesn't have a repeat of what happened with Cat Noir, where it's like, you know, you're not being left out. She even asks, like, when later on, when she says, you know, you weren't part of the plan, you're not upset, you don't feel sad or excluded, um, that it goes to show that she tried not to repeat the same situation. When uh, Catwalker leaves to go recharge his power, Ladybug has, mentions... Um, that it literally says he is so perfect and that's a problem 
And then she says it again later when Catwalker accepts he's not part of the plan. He's really perfect, too perfect. And I think she realizes that Cat Noir kind of has like this particular joy to him that makes life fun and interesting. Catwalker is so serious and like down to earth and little room for funner jokes in the sense because she tried to do like, you know, a pun earlier and he just didn't find it funny. So I think she's used to Cat Noir's kind of playful, charismatic nature. You know what I mean? But again, I think it also came down to the issue of I think she developed a crush on him because of that, because of that princely perfect persona. And I think at that point she weighed her options of what's better, me be me crushing on on Catboy and not being able to focus, or Catboy crushing on me but we're still able to get shit done. I think she really she does miss Cat Noir because she says it in the next like once once she's defeated everything and she's talking to the kid and the kid responds with my kitten ran away I want my kitten. Uh, she kneels down and says, you know, I lost my kitten too, and I miss him. And I'm just like, aww. That was so cute. Fucking sweet talking bitch. There will be repercussions for this. You got me this time. I think that Catwalker is Marionette's type because Catwalker is like Adrian that she knows from school. Yeah. And I think that... On top of that, like, there might have been a level of her realizing, um, like, that she's developing a crush on Catwalker. And her entire purpose for getting a new holder of the Miraculous was so she wouldn't have somebody who was in love with her and had a crush on her. By keeping Catwalker, she would be a giant hypocrite and putting herself in the same position that Cat Noir was just in recently. I 100% agree with that. I do believe, yeah, that is part of it. I just also believe that as she was with Catwalker the entire time, even though he was great, part of her really did actually start to miss Cat Noir about it. I think that, that feeling. I think that she realized that her and Cat Noir work better as a team. Ladybug is always pretty like uh, confident and uh, positive. And whenever she is, like, ever feeling down, Cat Noir always believes in her. He always has some witty quip. He always has um, a funny joke or has some physical humor. And it j it's kind of like the highlight of her day, really, whether or not. And I think it annoys her. And she doesn't want to admit that that is the highlight of her day, honestly. Well, I mean, there is one time where when um... – Marinette was typing to Alia about like you know being like uh basically ladybug for a day and it was like when Cat Noir tells a joke make sure you laugh it it makes him happy like which why those... would you care if you if he's so annoying and so irritating right. and then there was another one I think it was the truth one where um it was like uh she had mentioned how she really liked Cat Noir's jokes because it was like an answer of like, what's something that you like about Cat Noir? And she's just like, I really like his jokes. Oh, his humor. His humor. Yeah, there you go. And it's like, oh, okay. So you do enjoy this. You do enjoy him as a person. You just... Well, he said after after they deal with the issue and they talk again later, it was like, he was still cracking jokes because at that moment, you like again, you realize like, oh, she likes it when I tell jokes, and then she's like, just don't overdo it. Yeah, but like as they uh, at at the end of it, she and Catwalker laugh. They share a laugh together, and she looks away all sad, and she goes, "But Cat Noir, 
Catwalker responds with, that's not me. At this point, this is when, you know, Catwalker says that Cat Noir will be coming back, basically. Um, I think Catwalker could definitely tell how Ladybug missed Cat Noir and was willing to give back the Miraculous, but that's my guess at the very end there, because it was kind of vague, but I definitely could, like, see him seeing how sad she was about, you know, the other holder. Which uh, did it, like, does the miraculous give him, like, super smart or something? This man can't read a face to save his life, but he can figure out that Ladybug, who's wearing a mask, is you know, sad and misses her ex-partner. Like, Adrian, you and I are gonna throw hands. It's, like, an inconsistent thing of, like, unless it's, like, it's not even that obvious, in all honesty. It's, like, she's just, like, but... I guess I could buy it because he loves her and he's madly in love with her, so he would pick up on her sadness. But doesn't pick up on her stress? I didn't say he was smart. <laughs> he's also a dude. <laughs> Listen. No offense to dudes out there listening to this. I say full offense. But so, <laughs> is, so is Luca, and Luca picked it up immediately. Also... Well, Luca is just again. Luca's like, perfect. What are we supposed to do with, with him? Can we put Luca in that category of he's way too mature to exist? Fair. Like how Alia and Felix are too smart for this show. Precisely. Yeah. So, uh, at the when Catwalker before he leaves, he says Cat Noir is a lucky guy, and then bounces off. And then we get in it to the end scene. Ladybug literally slides closer. She slides closer. Yep. Bumps I him in the that. shoulder, and I'm like, ah! They bump shoulders. And she... that's that's practically doing it. Like, come on. <laughs> God damn it, Annie! Get out! Get out! I'm booting you out of this Discord. <laughs> Like the the level of excitement you had for her sliding slightly closer to him to touch soldier, touch shoulder. I'm not the only one. That is like the biggest thing right now. Everybody is like, oh my god, she slid closer. She slid closer. She slid closer. <laughs> the entire time. Everybody... I'm sorry, but she's she's definitely like touched him more intimately than that. She's like fucking scratched his chin shit. That was back in, like, season two. This is after all this shit went down in season four. She finally slid closer to him. God, we're so deprived. <laughs> she says, uh, just because I don't need you all the time doesn't mean that I never do, Cat Noir. No one will ever replace you. There's that word replace again, though. Uh, you kind of you did in a sense, but, you know. I This entire episode has so many things. I Like, this was... Like, my notes and my breaking down of everything. I am glad that, like, even though the trailer made Ladybug out to be an asshole, I think it was definitely made for us to feel that, to feel betrayed by her in a sense, to, like, be like, why are you acting this way? What is this? What is going on? And then... In a way to, like, feel more sympathy for, uh, for Adrian. Right. And... Then when we got to see that, you know, okay, so she had tunnel vision, she was stressed, and it was kind of both ends of the party, like, having this issue. It's like, she was so hyper-focused on her tasks that she wasn't thinking about Cat Noir at the moment, but then Cat Noir at the same time was kind of focusing on how he was feeling and less of how Ladybug was feeling in that exact moment. So... 
it's a lot of communication and like wrong time and place sort of thing uh that was was going on with the two of them uh but quick snippets for plague because this boy did so much for this episode like came up with the plan was trying to like be positive for adrian even though like the boy was so depressed and um he even stands up for adrian with ladybug and basically says like you know you did you did do something wrong you know he has his hands on his hips and everything so i had a thought you said earlier that um it was the idea of um of ladybug coming to the realization that she made a mistake do you think that that maybe that was Plague's like plan B all along after he couldn't directly like um communicate with Marinette what the problem was? Maybe. Like his his other option was fine if you can't see, if you can't listen then I'll make you see it. That honestly that could have been it. I but at the same time I don't know because as if it was uh Plague's too smart for the show. <laughs> I mean, considering that, like, what, they're, like, ancient beings, they should have, like, this, a, an enormous amount of knowledge on how to do things, i.e. manipulate people. <laughs> That's, like, Jeez. you live for that long, you find ways to do things, you know, like... Or you just make a sock puppet and sneak out. That's that, the other that option. That, too. That, too. Just because he's, like, a couple, like, you know, bajillion years old doesn't mean he doesn't have the mentality of a child. Which <laughs> he does, but, like, so, I'm gonna be honest... Like, for a long time, I've been very indifferent to Plague as a character. Because, like, he's- sometimes he's a goo, sometimes he's just kind of there. Like, he had- he's had his moments where, like, okay, you're fine. I've never had, like, a moment where I've, like, really- where I didn't like Plague. Like, the- the, the episode where him and T Tiki meet up with the other Kwamis to try to communicate with Nuru, I was very annoyed with him in that episode. He's- he's slowly- gradually like started to grow on me and this episode really took it to a whole new level for me for my my appreciation for plague same i like he actually had like a lot of character in this because most of the time when we do see him even though yes he did talk about cheese a lot in this most of the time when we do see him it's just cheese that's like usually all he's just talking about that like that was 100 his personality he's wallace <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. It's okay. Nobody out there who's listening to this probably knows what I'm talking about. No, nope, they okay. probably I don't. Do. They probably don't, but that's okay. I understand. It's okay. It's okay. They're all uncultured. It's fine. Wallace and Gromit? Yes. Ah, yeah. uh, no, they're getting a Netflix show. Good. It's, it's getting a little revival. Everyone's excited. Culture. I don't know why I said you it like that. The, the, you know, the millennials are excited that know who uh, Wallace and Gromit are. I'm in the middle. I grew up on those. Yeah, Zennial and Millennial. Like, all the shows that we grew up with as kids, there are kids nowadays that are like, yeah, we, what is that? I guarantee you, we talked about Jimmy Neutron in the last episode. How many people in, that are going to be listening to that episode are going to go, who the fuck's Jimmy Neutron? I will cry if anybody does that. All right, so uh, back to the subject at hand. So Plague being best boy. Plague, best boy. He Plague is best boy. Defends Adrian slash Cat Noir when, like, you know, Marinette 
slash ladybug is like, I didn't do anything wrong. And he's like, of course you did. And he's got his hands on his hips and I'm sitting here going, oh my God. She's like, ain't no way you're going to talk trash about my boy. I will throw these hands. Flag is ready. Then comes up with this whole plan. Does great. It is a success. I like so proud of him. Like extra wheels of cheese. All the cheese. So your guys' last thoughts on this episode uh, before we end the episode here. So I had a question for both of you. So I know we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but before you watched the episode, who did you guys think Cat Walker was? I thought it was Adrian or Felix. I thought it was going to be Felix. I honestly thought it was going to be like Felix uh, doing his disguised self uh, as Adrian and Ladybug came in and gave Felix slash Adrian the Miraculous and it turned out to be, you know, Felix and not Adrian. See, yeah, because I remember I thought I thought it was Adrian, but my thought process for it was a little different than what the show ended up doing because I thought Ladybug was going to hand give it back to him. Yeah. <laughs> Instead I, of yeah. this whole convoluted, like, mess of Plague trying to convince him to to go back and try something different. But I like I like what they did here because I think the message went across a lot better with uh, with Plague kind of indirectly showing Ladybug that she was wrong and what she did. Again, if that was his intention all along, then ten out of ten Plague is the best. But if that if that wasn't his plan and it was just like oh, we're just going to make you a, a different, better cat, cat noir, Catwalker. And then you'll see, like, later on that you prefer to be cat noir because cat noir is cool. Uh-huh. But if his plan all, all along was to teach Ladybug a lesson, like, 10 out of 10 for Plague, like, right? major props to him. I do, I, the, like, the one thing I did enjoy is the, the, the outfit. The suit is just so nice like that gold accents on oh my god it was so good <laughs> you're gonna draw it oh i've been drawing sure. it 20 times i have an entire like several layers on my ipad dedicated to just drawing random catwalker bs yeah so all right i think uh we should end our little episode here if we don't have any more thoughts to say on the episode breakdown of Corona Neko. Any final thoughts on it? If not, then uh, let's do our ending uh, outro. Uh, Plague, uh, 11 out of 10. Absolutely. Uh, loved it. Very nervous for the next three episodes. Same. I think we all are, though. But thank you for tuning in again. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.